Hey, I'm Chanel and I own Top Shelf Beauty the Brand in Pleasanton, California, and I'm today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at topshelfbeauty.thebrand. Cue the music. In an industry where most of us spend a majority of our time working alone in a room, this podcast was created so you can learn, be encouraged, and find a connection with other lash and beauty professionals. This is the LashCast Podcast, and here's your host, Paul Lubers. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by lash professionals and for lash professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. First, I want to give a big shout-out to Chanel of Top Shelf Beauty, the brand, for being our guest announcer. If you haven't bought stuff from her or signed up for one of her, um, I think, loot boxes and all the stuff she's doing for our industry, you definitely want to check her out. Now, today we have, as always, a special guest, and today it's going to be Erin Branch. She's doing something quite special in our industry, and we wanted to bring it to you. She's basically doing Uber for lashes, guys. It's really, really cool, and it's high-tech, and it's cutting-edge, and something that some of you might even be able to benefit benefit from. So we thought it'd be great to put the, her on the podcast. By the way, her background is quite impressive. She graduated from the University of Pennsylvania in 2006 with a BA in communications, holds a postgraduate diploma in hotel and restaurant management. I'm, I'm going to butcher this, but El Collier Hotelier de Lausanne or de Lausanne. And she, okay, so anyone French speaking right now, you can hate my gut. Sorry. I know I don't speak French, but you know, she also recently completed Goldman Sachs 10,000 small business program too. And she's certified both classic and volume didn't do last about five years if i remember right she's amazing guys and someone you definitely want to check out and follow if you haven't already so can't wait to get her on and for you to hear about this new program that she is launching now for our announcements day as always we are pushing and letting you know about something that you need to really sign up for and that is the virtual last conference on november 15th and 16th by the way guys the swag bag is going to be awesome, and so is the T-shirt and all the things you get. If you get the standard or the VIP ticket, you get that included. But you need to sign up soon. That We are going to have to close the books on that sometime in early October so we have enough time to get everything made and shipped to you before we start in November. So if you're holding out or been thinking about sign up today, plus there's a payment plan, 50% off. By the way, this is going to be the best thing you can do for your business this year. If you want 2021 to be your biatch and get set up for success, then you need to invest a little bit in your company. And this is not really a lot of money, guys. For uh, 170 bucks up to 300 bucks, you can get all these resources, all this information that's going to help you get the systems, the business stuff that can help you with your pain points, the things that you're struggling with, whether it's getting clients, organizing your business, finding ways to run it better, be more smoothly, get more creative ideas, how to upgrade your customer service. All this stuff is going to be there to help you fix your business and set up for success for the coming year. So sign up today. Link is in, um, in our bio on our Instagram, or if you go to the www.lashconference.com, you can sign up there. We have basically two webinars coming up next monday we have one where we're going to help you figure out how to charge your prices the way you need to so you can make a profit instead of guessing and just putting your finger in the air when seeing which way the wind is blowing we're going to give you information so that you can charge the right price so you can make a profit and you can plan for profit guys it's not something you have to guess on you don't have to be like i hope i make money next month you can actually if you do the right formulas and set it all up correctly with a budget and all that you can make a profit and that class is going to teach you or that webinar i should say is going to teach you the skills and the tools you need to be able to do that secondly the following week on the 28th we have a free webinar and that one with joey coleman he's one of our main keynote speakers at the last conference 
He's coming to share how you can bounce back from COVID-19 and get your clients back. So if you've been struggling with that, he's going to show you some tips and insights. And he is an amazing guy. He's just a best-selling book, and he has another book coming out next year. And he's someone that you definitely want to follow, and I promise it'll be worth your time. And it's free, guys. He's giving you to this for free. So sign up. You have to go, to, again, to the link in our bio on Instagram, and you can sign up. You just can't jump in anytime you want. You need to sign up ahead of time. All right, that's all announcements we have. Announcements, I should say, we have today. Really excited to have this interview with Aaron. I know you're going to get a lot from it, so let's get on with it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to LashCast. We're here in our studios live with Aaron from LashBash. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Hello, happy to be here. We're really excited to have you on because you're doing something kind of exciting and new. And in fact, that's some of the things that we're always looking for in the industry. We're always looking for stuff. But thankfully, Aaron, actually, Aaron reached out to us and said, hey, I got this cool idea that I'm working on. It's going to be launching soon, and I want to talk to you guys about it. So we were really uh, honored and blessed to have you do that. So, But before we get into what you're up to, we thought we should let our audience know a little bit about you, who you are, what you're up to, and maybe how you got into lashes and all that. Amazing. Well, again, thank you both so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here and share my newest venture. So just a little bit about myself. My name is Erin Branch, and I am the founder of Lash Bash. Lash Bash is a collection of salons, products, training courses, and now an app. So I have been a salon owner, a lash extension owner for the past five years now. We are headquartered in Philadelphia. That's where our home office is. And that's where my first salon location is. And essentially I fell into the world of lashes as a client first. So Mm. I kind of had this corporate backgrounds, uh, was doing PR and corporate hotel management, like clocking in and out nine to five. And I was miserable Mm -hmm. and, you know, had always had this passion for the beauty industry, you know, in the back of my mind. And when people say, oh, you know, your job is your passion, you won't feel like you're working. I really wanted that sense of that. So I was getting my lashes done at the time between New York and in Philly and there was really a need in the Philly marketplace for a lash salon. Mm-hmm. So that's like the short story of how my business got started. Well, very cool. Yeah, I actually spent my first time in Philly last November. A friend of mine lives out there and we went to a Jets game. And then on the next day, he said, no, Philly or New York. And we only had like three hours. He said, New York, you can't see in three hours. But Philly, you can go see at least the Liberty Bell and a few things in a few hours. And it was really cool. I, I really loved it. It was really neat. See, oh, I also got to see the Philadelphia State House, where, where they signed the Declaration of Independence and all that. So it's a good little- Yes, did you have a cheese I did. And also I had, what was the fries they have out there? You guys have a unique sauce you put on your fries. Fry sauce? Cheese Whiz? Or not Cheese Whiz, <laughs> it might be it is. Uh, I think it was fry sauce. They just called it fry sauce. I'm like, what's fry sauce? And it's like this cheesy, weird, it's not just standard cheese, cheese that you get. So maybe maybe the secret maybe is Cheese Whiz. Cheese yeah. Whiz. Wow. Yeah, the secret ingredient. Yeah, the secret ingredient yeah. is Cheese Whiz. All right, awesome. But that said, it was really cool. Really enjoyed it out there. A wonderful city. Really neat people. And you guys have some of the most loud fans for sure in sports. As a sports fan that I am. Probably half our audience is like, we don't care. But anyhow, that said, um, one of the things I found interesting about you when I was reading your bio is that you actually have a really extensive education background. You bring a lot to the table. You're not just uh, someone who got out of high school, went got out of college, beauty school, and then decided to go into lashes. You actually went 
had a lot more before that. And I, thought, I have to say, yeah. he has been talking about this. Like, this is like the biggest thing. He's like, oh my gosh, this one, she graduated from the Ecole Hotelier de Lausanne. And, yeah, I and can't he's pronounce like, it. Ah! He's like, <laughs> for those of you guys who don't know our listeners, this is like the premier school for the customer school, yeah. service. Yeah. And he just knew about it because in the- Why well, worked when I was younger? I worked in hotels myself. I worked at Shutters on oh! the Beach in San Monica, which is a five-star- you know, one of the top rated hotels, highest end hotels in, in Los Angeles. And my boss, Andrea, actually went there and graduated from that school. And, it, it and was, we just you know, hit it off really yeah. well with him. And he just had this fantastic customer service approach. Yeah. I mean, it was just amazing. And we were like in awe of like what he knew. Yeah. And so when he saw that you graduated from there, he's like, oh, we've got to talk to Erin. She is going to have a different <laughs> approach. And I love it. Yes. Yeah. And then thinking about like what you're doing, I mean, you've hinted to it. It's an app. But we thought this would be excellent for our audience to hear because um, of the opportunity that you pose that could perhaps benefit a lot of our audience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's get into it. Let's talk about a little bit about uh, your app and what it is. It's obviously something new that our industry hasn't seen, but we've seen incarnations of this before, like in other businesses or industries. I'm sure you called this probably the Uber of lashes or something originally. (laughs) But I just, may you explain to our audience what this is, what you're up to and uh, what is Lash Bash? Definitely. So I'm so excited to announce the launch of Lash Bash Mobile. And so what Lash Bash Mobile is, is an on-demand service that connects top-tier lash artists with lash clients for the purpose of in-home or in-office or in-gym, anywhere the client is, visits. You know, it's a really exciting venture, and you're correct. Yes, this has been done with blow dries. Yes, this has been done with makeup. But I thought, what an amazing opportunity for Lash Bash, which is an established name in the lash industry. And we understand the importance of quality, understand the importance of customer service, which Mm -hmm. definitely we can get into later, and marry all of that together to create an app exclusively for lash extensions. Because as you both know, it's an entire world in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that an app that just adds it on a one-app service Mm. can really do it justice. You know, I think an app that's completely dedicated to on-demand lashes, there's definitely an opportunity in the marketplace for it. And so I'm extremely happy and excited for our launch. Yeah, riches are in the niches, as they say. So instead of just going broad with all the different services, really diving deep a little bit on this one, I can see it really being a benefit. So let's talk about, I'm so excited about the lash part. Okay, so we kind to understand if a client is interested in getting their lashes done, I assume that they go to the app and they type somebody in and it, it, it. I have a menu of, of people to choose from, I guess, or maybe you want to explain the whole experience of how someone gets a client. Definitely. Or- so you can log in either as a lash artist or as a lash client. And so for lash artists, we have a very extensive vetting process that uh, takes place for my team and I. So everyone mm. who is approved to be on the app, you uh, need to be licensed. You need to have been practicing for a certain amount of time. We review pictures and video of your work Mm -hmm. and you go through a series of interviews. So we have a really thorough understanding that you're a good cultural fit for Mm -hmm. Lash Bash, for the app. Uh, Because at the end of the day, it's all about clients wanting to see you in their home again Mm -hmm. and again. So there's that kind (laughs) of comfortability level, right? That's 
super important. And so what it looks like is we basically created a mini Instagram. So you'll be able to look through a full portfolio hmm. of that lash artist's work. And you can see kind of like the distance and you can read reviews from clients that have been to that lash artist before. So all of that is within the app. So as opposed okay. to, you know, going to this salon's like Google page and this mm -hmm. salon's Yelp page, it's all in, in the one location, app. yeah one location and then again the lash artists can have their calendar as open as they want or as closed as they want so it's super important to us that lash artists have a sense of autonomy we are here to support lash artists and their desire to grow at with the lash community and mm -hmm. enhance their craft yeah. and we do that by connecting them with clients so essentially it's like you know for the lash artists that you know, she kind of has been practicing lashes for a few months, but she really wants to go out on her own, mm -hmm. but doesn't want to do all the upfront mm -hmm. of, you know, having brick and mortar. Right. This app is perfect for her. We provide pretty much everything she needs to get started along with that marketing support. That's fantastic. Now, is this something that a lash artist can do in addition to their own thing? Or do you require artists to be specific? Um, what is it called? Unique to you? Or, or, or just, you know, basically you, you no know, conflict of interest yeah. where they're working maybe three days for themselves, but they're not busy enough. So they decide exclusive. to throw in. That's yeah, exclusive. Word, yeah. So they throw maybe in a couple of days where they're working freelance with you. Yeah, no, we, we don't require any kind of non-compete or exclusivity. You know, they can work as little or as much as they want to. And so really what it comes down to is autonomy and quality of life. Mm -hmm. We want our lash artists to feel like they have freedom over their schedule. They don't have to ask somebody, can they have Monday and Tuesday off so that they can <laughs> like go to Disney World with their kids? Like, you know. Yeah. What I have found as a you know seasoned salon owner is there's that little piece of it, like that humanity piece. That's mm -hmm. like, you know what? As much as I love working, I don't necessarily want to be chained to like this esthetician bed six days a week. So to give lash artists that freedom is really important to us. Now, does your company, Lash Bash, offer any kind of training in terms of like how to or engage the, training, yeah, or... ongoing, you know, how to engage the client, how to enter the home, how to do things safely, how to even. Yeah, because some of these people maybe have never done mobile services, so they might be a little bit more anxious because it's different, right? It's a little outside the box, especially in the age of COVID now, actually might be the preferred way. A lot of people may want things too, is it's safe, it's not in the salon. But that said, yeah, what kind of. So what kind of support skills or yeah. things will you help them or is there anything like that? Definitely. So ongoing training is huge for us. So mm -hmm. yes, the lash artist will come to us with their cosmetology state board licensure and their certifications that they're certified in either classic volume lashes or both. But in addition to that, ongoing training is so important. Mm -hmm. So obviously one-on-one -on -one interactions, perhaps dealing with like a difficult client in their home. How do you handle that? Mm -hmm. And now in this COVID era. So what happens if they lock taking... the door and don't let you out or something? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and obviously in this COVID era, you know, it's first and foremost on everyone's mind. So making sure really, you know, everyone is aligned with our health and sanitation gold standard practices. That's mm -hmm. really important. And in order to implement this, we have community managers, we call them lash concierge 
and those are located in all of the cities where we'll be launching. So that individual is really going to be the key touch point for clients and for lash artists. So a lot of our training will be um, online. We have a whole host of modules we're rolling out. Mm -hmm. So this way, the lash artists are able to kind of take the courses in their own time. But yeah, definitely ongoing training and support is going to be instrumental in our success. Now, I know that you're just rolling out this process, but how long does it take if somebody's interested in it? How long is the vetting process? And then how long does it take you to ramp up, go through the modules and get certified through you? Definitely. So right now we have an active wait list for both Lash artists and Lash clients. So if you go to our Instagram page, there's a link there. So it's at Lash Flash Mobile. And then you can go through the application process, which again, involves submitting your licensure, your certifications. We also have a classification of master lash artists, and you can request that you are considered for that section of our lash artists. But in total, to go through the training process, it's about two weeks. So again, it's a a series of interviews. So in this COVID era, it'll be Zoom calls, Mm -hmm. but with different members of my team. um, So again, you know, you're just being thoroughly vetted And we also conduct a background check as well, just to make sure there's no additional issues. That's reassuring. What are some red flags? What are some red flags that would say, hmm, we're going to think about this this candidate. This is not a good fit for us. Just so that some of those Body hygiene, I'm guessing, is maybe number one. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's, That's actually like such a great question. And I think, you know, as fellow salon owners, we definitely understand just that importance, number one, of like gut. Like I have to go with my gut. This, the, you know, within the first three minutes of talking to somebody, if that comfortability level is there. So for me, it's like that je ne sais quoi. Like I have Mm -hmm. to feel that you, number one, have the confidence. There's nothing worse than a lash artist that lacks confidence because (laughs) that translates through to the client. Mm -hmm. You know, know. that's where all the abuse happens. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, as a client, you're in a vulnerable position. Mm -hmm. You're lying down. Your eyes Mm -hmm. are closed. Their hands are shaking. It's like uncomfortable for everyone all around. So it's that confidence factor. It's the comfortability. It's a sense of professionalism and just a love for doing lashes. I think that comes through when you're talking with someone, you, you know, you can tell that people are like, Oh, I'm just, you know, you can sense that they're just in it for the money or are they really in it to change women's lives and make them feel good about themselves? Mm -hmm. That's right. Absolutely. Now, can someone who just started lashes be there and they'll be listed more like a beginner? I mean, grant tiers. I know you said a master level, but also lower levels. Are they maybe more affordable? How, How would something like that work out? Yeah, so um, the really only tier kind of differential that we have is our master lash artist category. And those are truly unique lash artists that have years of experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is a different compensation structure for those lash artists. Okay. And I think it's important because it gives other lash artists something to strive for. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the pool that mm-hmm. we'll be looking to for our trainer program, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's kind of like an elite tier. This is definitely not for the lash artist that that got her certification like yesterday and she's ready to go. We want someone who has been doing lashes actively at least for the past six months. So definitely if you just got started and you're excited about the opportunity to work with us, please reach out to us, join the wait list. 
we keep everyone on file, mm -hmm. you know, so we'll even reach back out to you in a few months and just say like, Hey, checking in, can you submit your work? We wanted to see how you're doing. Yeah. So again, it's, and it's that, I think it's important to have that reassurance for our clients as well, because I don't want to be sending someone out who just learned yesterday how to do lashes. <laughs> well, it's something for people to aspire to, but yeah. you're, spe I mean, from what I'm hearing from you, it's that your special niche is that when the client is looking for a quality lash artist, they're going to go to Lash Bash and because of your level of vetting, uh, vetting that, yeah. that it's going to be different than some other iterations of the same kind of idea that you're doing that other people have done in the past where they just accept anybody. This is a little bit different. It's like you're kind of screening people to make sure that they're getting an awesome lash experience. Well, it's like being with a salon owner, right? That's your job as a salon owner to equip, train, and find the stylists that work well with your type of clientele so that you don't have a salon owner have to refund people and give them apologies. I mean, right. so uh, you're cool. just taking your skills that you've done for five years now saying, look, we're going to apply that now to just a much bigger platform. So Definitely. And with technology on our side, there are uh, instruments that are built into the app to make sure that that full transaction takes place. So, for example, one of the scenarios that I thought could be possible is the client receives a code that the lash artist receives, and then both of them have to enter that code to really ensure that the lash artist did the service, as mm. opposed to just sitting at home saying that they were there. Oh. You know, yeah. you know how people... Yeah, like yeah. that the whole transactional loop occurred. Interesting. Um, Accountability yeah. that way. That way, you know, you're making sure because someone can say, look, I billed five people and and you're like, I never got payment from five people. <laughs> How am I supposed exactly. to work this out? Exactly. Interesting. So let's talk a little bit about the nuts and bolts. Let's talk a little bit about the products. Let's say somebody, a master lash artist is, you know, very comfortable using the products that they have. How does that work? Do they have to, is there guidelines on what products to use? Can they just bring their own expertise in? Can you talk a little bit about that, Erin? Definitely. So yeah, we have our own full range of products that are available for purchase for our lash artists. Mm -hmm. And there is a heavy discount for lash artists that are a part of our team to use those products. Mm -hmm. um, we strongly encourage lash artists to use our products, especially our adhesive. Mm -hmm. You know, as we know in this industry, adhesive is like the secret sauce mm -hmm. and, and ours is bedded and we've worked on it for years and I know and trust how it operates in different climates. And to, I guess, implement this, our lash concierge, we do have a, a secret shopper service. Mm. You know, this is my hotel mm -hmm. influence. So <laughs> you'll never know if you're going to, you know, someone's home who could possibly like be on the team and, yeah. and you'll get some internal feedback that way as well. So it's just really important that we're able to moderate and ensure the same level of quality experience mm -hmm. for all of our clients. So I do think products are a big part of that. For sure. Now, another thing too is obviously it's going to be a, a review process or, or people can give reviews on people, right? Because I've never seen that you in the You mean the end user? The, the end user can review their stylist and say, hey, they were great. They were fast. They were here on time. Or they smelled bad. Or, or, or they smelled bad, had <laughs> halitosis or whatever it is that made the experience not so good. On top of that, is there a certain expectation? Like if you drop down your ratings at a certain point, you would actually be asked to be removed from the program because, you know, unfortunately you've not held to the high standards that you guys require people. Definitely. That's a great question. I think it's definitely the, uh, my salon experience comes into play here as well as customer service 
from my five-star hotel background, mm-hmm. yeah. if we see someone's reviews dropping, so again, it's that community manager in that city, it's their responsibility to be monitoring mm-hmm. this. And, and it's an opportunity to reach out to the lash artist and see if they can grow from this. So again, if we see a pattern happening, that's definitely an opportunity for growth. It's a conversation that needs to take place about what really is going on, you know? Mm -hmm. So either is it a personal issue that's causing a distraction in the lash artist's life? Do they need to improve on their customer service training? Or perhaps it's just an opportunity for that lash artist to perhaps not be on the app, but to kind of work on their other skills that they need to improve Mm -hmm. and then join the app again. So it's not so much like one strike and you're out. Mm -hmm. But again, when you join our community, we're here to learn, we're here to grow. You know, just like in the salon world, you can get your bad Yelp reviews, even though you did everything right on your side, things things happen. You know, Mm -hmm. we're in a people-based industry, but my thing that I'm very big on is number one, what happens? Number two, how can we make this right? And making sure that the client understands that we're doing our part there too. Yeah. And honestly, if someone at the end of the day isn't a good fit, they're, they're not a good fit for us. And yeah. so it, it happens. But that vetting process that we're going through, it's most definitely going to be very few and far between when that occurs. Yeah, for us, I mean, our highest value for our salon was humility, someone who's teachable. And if they're teachable, they're willing to flex, they're willing to learn, they're willing to grow. And they're easy, not easy, but they're willing to listen when you say, hey, you know what? We're seeing a trend. We're seeing an issue. And they'll respond if they don't. And it's a coaching opportunity for you know, someone like you or I guess for your community managers. And obviously for us, we wouldn't be one striking out either. If anything, we had way too many strikes in our slot, I think, at times. As we got longer <laughs> into it, we began to realize, no, no, we can't have infinite strikes. There does have to be some accountability where at some point you just got to go, no, this isn't working out. I've kind of laid out the game plan for you to work it out. You chose not to go with that game plan so we're going to part ways and it's really not even our choice i mean you just present it to them let them know what they have to do and they can't do it they're kind of telling you i don't want to be part of this anymore so it's interesting you'll probably as this grows you'll kind of learn that and obviously i think it's interesting because people have a lot of pride if you see reviews i'm sure that it's going to really bother them if they see a bad review a few come oh. in they're going to really work harder to overcome that we're all in we all want i mean people yeah. who do lashes a beauty we tend to have this desire to people please right so if you yeah. get a bad review you, it's just like, oh so my gosh, what went wrong? How can I make it better? I know, right? Yes. Yeah. You teach. You may have to coach them all not to obsess over okay. your one bad review. It's okay. Fine. You'll get over it. Yes. So what kind of compensation packages are you guys yeah, offering right now? How does it work? Like how people get paid for the services? Yeah. Definitely. So again, as an established salon owner, one of the things that was really important to me is that our compensation is competitive mm-hmm. and that we take regional factors into consideration. Mm-hmm. So we did a survey of the lash artists in the cities where we're going into, and we definitely have come up with a compensation structure mm-hmm. that provides an excellent quality of life for our lash artists that's competitive, that's fair, and that is based on experience. So mm-hmm. again, it's not like a blanket thing, but okay. it is based on the city where you're located. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's something that lash artists will be happy with because at the end of the day, we really are looking at this as lash artists as our partners. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't do us any benefit to have unhappy partners. So right. you know, we definitely have a structure, I think, that that flash service we'd be very happy with. 
Will it be because it's a very experienced location and all that? Is it more of a percentage thing or is it going to be more of a flat fee type thing per client? How do you think that, how's that going to It's work? a percentage. Our pricing structures are set by Lash Bash. Okay. And again, we do have that master lash artist here. Yeah. But it will be a percentage. And you guys do have a set price. So it won't be like they come on and can set their own pricing. You will have a flat rate that everyone's charged, except for the master one, obviously, will be a higher rate that you get for that person. Yes, correct. Okay, that's very good. One other thing too I was wondering, because reviews go both ways now, especially like with uh, Lyft and Uber, you can, you know, the drivers rate you as well. And I was wondering, are you going to give that opportunity for people to rate the people who come in for their services? So obviously if someone is never tips, is always late, locks you in the bathroom by accident or whatever they come up, whatever things happen while you're there and they're at home and it's just not a good service or not safe. Maybe you go in there and there's like drug dealing going on in the back room or something like you just want to like, <laughs> no, this is not a good client. We shouldn't be sending people there. Is there a chance for people to be rating the clients too? We have internal mechanisms for that. Mm-hmm. So it's not like public facing, like, yeah. oh, the client, uh, you know, review. But we definitely will have like accountability meetings with our lash artists quarterly so we can check in about what's working for them, what's not working for them. Mm-hmm. Um, addition, this is a luxury service. So yeah. the pricing will reflect that. And I just think as a result of that, it's it, just certain, no like, drug dealers will be getting lashes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like self-selecting. It's yeah. not luxury in-home service is not for everyone. Yeah. So our clientele are going to be upscale. And, and definitely if there's like a continual, just like in the real salon, like if you have your client that continually no shows and the lash artist is sitting there for hours and the client keeps on booking, like that's a conversation that needs to happen with the client. So just like on the app, if we have a client who, again, might just not be a good fit for the app, that's a conversation that'll take place as well. Now, just to dovetail on that, would that be a conversation that Lash Bash or the Lash Bash coordinator has? Or would the stylist, after undergoing training, engage that client with? Definitely. That's what the, for the lash manager, for, ah, for management, okay. yeah. you know, because we really just, again, want to be a vehicle mm-hmm. for lash artists to do wonderful work and be compensated for it and to be able to travel around their city and have a grateful life. Mm-hmm. It's not our expectation that they get in the middle of like a customer service issue or something that's complicated. So yeah. I, we really do want our lash artists to feel like they're supported, like they're learning and like they're growing. Our goal is not for them to be, you know, mired with challenges. That's not the point. I think that this is going to be really ideal for some people yeah. who just love to do lashes. They just love to provide that opportunity but sometimes building their own business is difficult to do, or maybe they just want to supplement it by partnering with Lash Bash to find them more opportunities to do their craft um, and not have to deal with, you know, some of the administrative kind of stuff that comes along. That's wonderful. And finding clients too. I mean, that's the thing. You guys are obviously going to be out there shaking trees, trying to find clients to draw them in and make their life easy, right? Because I'm expecting you're not counting on them to do any of the marketing. It's really, that's going to be your company's biggest job, I guess, right? Definitely. Marketing, marketing, marketing. Like, (laughs) so, you know, when we're launching in new cities, we're going to have, you know, rollout programs. 
we have a whole division that's going to be working with partnering with salons because we would like to do pop-ups at like a traditional mm. brick and mortar salon, highlighting some of our new artists that have launched in that city. Got it. Because one thing we did find in some of our surveys, it's that comfortability factor. Potential clients do kind of want to be able to put a face and a name mm -hmm. um, to the person that's going to be coming into their home. So to that end, we will be doing a few live pop-ups. Uh, all of this requires, thank you. All of this requires like extensive marketing efforts behind it, social mm -hmm. media, all of that stuff. Additionally, we will provide our lash artists with social media onboarding kit. We'll give them, you know, PDFs and JPEGs if they do want to just promote the fact that they have joined Slash Bash Mobile. Yeah. We're more than happy to support them to do that. But yeah, you really hit the nail on the head. This is so that someone doesn't have to undergo the financial and mental stress of opening their own brick and mortar because it's extremely stressful. And I think definitely in this new COVID era where yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty. Can't work in California. <laughs> We're not allowed to work here. We've been shut down oh, for no. 23 weeks yeah. of the year so far. So, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It's, yeah. it's really insane. And I just think for a lot of people, there's a lot of kind of economic insecurity. And they may have that dream in the back of their head. that They want to go out on their own. But they're really scared because they have people financially depending on them. Um, we want to take that off the table and just kind of give women their autonomy back mm -hmm. and be able to just make additional money. So you can work at the salon and then you can leave at four o'clock and then, and then turn on the app. So yeah. all of that is possible. Yeah. One of the things I brought up before we got on and actually recorded this, I brought up to you is I, I think one of the concerns, one of the struggles you may have to deal with is, and this is what every salon deals with is the idea you bring on team members and then they start collecting clients so they can go launch their own business, right? I mean, that's what salons are notorious for doing. And it really can be painful for salons if they are not able to keep people and all that. Now, I'm assuming it sounds like what you're doing is you're going to try to make this where it's such a good deal for them that – they're not going to be tempted. They're not going to be tempted to, to bite the hand that feeds them, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, is there anything you have in place to deal with that, or how to protect that you from just launching people every two months with their own business after they come join you? Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, again, I think it's just one of the costs of doing business in the mm -hmm. salon industry. You know, you are basically allowing your clients and the service provider to cultivate a relationship. Yeah. And, you know, if that relationship flourishes on its own and in all honesty, the likelihood that a lash artist is able to service enough clients on their own to to build enough to support a brick and mortar day in and day out is very low. Secondly, we have our community managers that are monitoring transactions. So mm -hmm. again, if someone has a pattern that all of a sudden that pattern changes, mm -hmm. that's something that kind of we're attuned to. And then we kind of take a deeper dive into it. So I also feel like it's a trust thing and it's a conversation that can take place. So if a lash artist is flourishing and they have a clientele and they want to go off on their own, we would like them to do that. Mm -hmm. you know, but just, just don't take the clients that yeah. you got from us. That's so, right. you know, at the end of the day, it's a risk that I think all aspects of the salon industry struggle with. 
Yeah, I, I think for you, and this is something that we did before we closed our salon, we started actually talking to people when we brought them on saying, I want to tell you how you're going to leave our salon. Or how we want it. Yeah. It's to, like, how we want to part way. ways when that time comes. Yeah, I just said, you know, look, we're going to part friends. That's how we're going to part. And the only way, but there are certain things that have to happen for us to part friends. And we both have to show that respect to each other. I can't just assume and presume things about you as an artist and just, you know, abuse that relationship in any way or not follow through on my promises. And the same way it goes back to you. And and one of the things we're asking is when you do leave, leave with a notice, like let us know. And also, if you want to go start and build your own business, then you should go build your own business. We did that ourselves. I mean, Tusney left her business back in 2005 or whatever it was, and she left the place. She didn't take any class. She didn't tell where they were, she was going. She literally went, and this was before Instagram, so it was a lot harder to find people. And she just did her last couple of weeks there and left and went and launched um, Integrity Lash on her own. And I felt like that was an honorable way to do it. And it's something we're always calling out Lash artists do because I think we have this kind of unfortunate cycle in our industry where people they leave they feel like the owners like taking too much from them and then they go start their own and then they get the same thing happens to them they hire a few people and then their employees think they're taking too much and now they realize they know the truth as an employer like wow I'm not making anywhere near what I thought I would make I thought I was going to be making a million dollars a year and after all the bills and taxes it's like okay there's costs involved it's not it's not all gravy and I just would love to see more people be respectful and and treat each other the way they would want to be treated so one day when they're a salon owner they get that same kind of respect where they someone's not just gouging them from all their clients and running off with them and opening up their own place after doing all that hard work. Definitely. And, and, you know, I think as a business owner in my own personal life, one of my big guiding moral codes is the golden rule. Mm -hmm. So do unto others as you would have them do unto yourself. And I think that just cuddlers all aspects of how I conduct myself in business, how, how I want business to be conducted in Lash Bash and how we treat each other as people, you yeah. know? And so how this comes, you you mentioned the vetting process. Mm -hmm. You can sniff that stuff out from a mile away, mm -hmm. you know? And, and some people just aren't the right fit, mm -hmm. you know? So if you can kind of just sense this diva mentality and then they think they're too big for their britches, like they're not going to be a good fit for us. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, again, not everyone will be approved or vetted and, and we wish everyone the best. And so I think if you just go into it with this positive, like you said, let's make this a good relationship mm -hmm. as opposed to going into the relationship. Like, how is this relationship going to end terribly? Like, mm -hmm. no, no, let's, yeah. Let's, yes, yeah. Like, let's just make this a good thing. Yeah, well, that's great. And now where are you guys launching? I'm, I'm assuming you're going to launch in your hometown, but where are you guys starting out? Yeah, so we are launching in Philadelphia. So again, we are taking waitlist applications right now. If you go to our Instagram at Lash Bash Mobile, all of the links are there. Mm -hmm. We'll be launching first in Philadelphia in the next two months, then moving on to New York and proceeding down the East Coast. So okay. heavy East Coast focus, 2020 going into 2021. If people are interested and you're you're not like perhaps they're on the West Coast and you guys aren't offering that yet, should people wait to contact out or reach out to you or should they reach out to you now and just, just find out what's list. going on? What do you think? Definitely. I would love for them to reach out now. And we have received interest and in applications from cities where we're not necessarily rolling out there right now. 
but they'll be first in line when we do. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. And I think obviously we talked about this earlier beforehand too, is there, there can be certain challenges like in the state of California where basically mobile services are not technically allowed on top of that, the whole 1099 thing, independent contractor thing is really difficult. Uber and Lyft have been fighting it forever, trying to get special exceptions made because this is the gig economy, right? This is about people working for themselves. And, and which is, I think a lot of people want, what's funny is in California, they'll, they want to punish that. They, they want to like take the option off the table. So I, obviously you're going to be some struggles that you're going to hopefully be able to work through over the next six months. But I guess right now you're doing East Coast where everyone loves business and they're friendly. Start, <laughs> start words. Definitely. Yeah. And thank goodness for our legal team. They really kind of get in the weeds of, you know, what are the state laws? What are the cosmetology laws? And we want to make sure that we do everything by the book. Yeah. Um, so that way, you know, clients, clients feel comfortable. We are licensed. All of our business paperwork is in order. All of those things are extremely important to us. Yeah. Now, that's all said. I guess you already said where you could find you and, and when you started. I guess the last thing I was thinking we could talk about, and this is only because of your background, and I'm, I'm so fascinated with your background is in customer service and hotels and all that. This is totally off the wall here. I'm just throwing it out there. As you look at the lash industry, and as someone who's really come from the best training there is in the, in the world when it comes to customer service, what do you feel is lacking most when it comes to customer service in the lash salon? What do you look at and go, man, man, people could just get this better or grow in this era. This would make such a big difference in their business. Definitely. I feel a sense of connection. I sometimes just go to other lash bars in different cities just to see what else is out there. And I think there's like this mini factory mentality that's happening out there. So yes, they'll go into lash salon and okay, maybe they'll have like eight beds lined up and, but there's no talking between the lash artists there's no real sense of like joy or laughter it just feels very much like a factory setting Mm. sometimes your lash artists won't even talk to you and so i do feel like you know especially kind of in this covid era and coming out of the covid era people want a sense of connection you Mm. want to feel like your lash artist number one cares about the health of your lashes Number two, cares about you as a person. So something for Lash Bash that's so important for us at our at our Philadelphia location is we have had some of our clients that have been with us since day one. Like we've seen them, you know, get engaged, get married, start new jobs, like all of those things, major life markers. You're with your client every two weeks. So you're like part of their life. And it's a beautiful thing to watch that unfold. And I think that's the glue Hmm. that keeps your client coming back. Obviously great work, great lashes, but a sense of, connection, especially in this COVID era where, you know, many of us were like isolated for three months on end and there's so much fear in the air and all of this stuff. So it's like, you want to create an environment where someone comes in and they can just go like, ah, like instantly in an hour, I'm going to leave with gorgeous lashes and I'm going to feel really good about myself. That's if everyone can deliver that then we'll mm-hmm. all be millionaires. Yeah. No, I think that I always said, and this is a little bit different way of looking, but I think it's the same, same idea is that we said the reason why we were busy is because we cared. Our salon cared. And it's amazing when you go into a salon, like you said, like the, like the factory or like it's like a library. You go in and everyone's quiet, hush, hush. There's no connection. And I know that in our salon, we had private rooms. And because of that, people could really interact and connect and share deeply with each other and get, we always had free therapy with a set free with a set of lashes, right? And I really believe that's what 
really set us apart. And there are other things, but that was one of the big things that set us apart, that real connection, that real ability to dive deep with these people and love them, not just because they're giving you money to do lashes, but because they're people. And who doesn't want to feel loved and cared for? And I think you're right. If people building their business, man, if you can build those connections and truly love and care for your clients, you could actually be quite average lash artist and be busy. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Aaron. It's been a blast having you on. And people, um, one last shout out, I guess you can tell them where they can find you right now, where to go sign up if they want to get on your list and all that. Definitely. You can find us on Instagram at Lash Bash Mobile. All right. Very easy to remember. That's very, very straight to the point. So very cool, Aaron. Thank you so much. And maybe, you know, a year or so after this is kind of launched and gotten off the ground, we can have you back and give a feedback how it's going, the obstacles. I mean, we'd love to hear some of the obstacles and how you overcame them Mm -hmm. and how things have worked out for you. And hopefully we're going to hear an amazing, great success story because I actually think this is something that a lot of people are going to really love. Definitely. I would love to be back. And in a year, we'll be mask-free. COVID will be behind us. And that's yes. a wonderful thing. No yes, more fear. Will. We'll be free to work and, uh, and work know. and make money and all that. So thank you so much, Aaron. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. And that wraps up this show. Thank you for tuning in. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. And thank you to everyone who does promote us, guys. When I see those posts on Instagram and see the reviews, it means so much to us. And it's really the only way other people are going to find out about us when you share it with your friends. So thank you so much. On behalf of my last bestie, Tusney, and our special guest, Aaron, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.